Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1064, April 25th, 2023. 91 degrees on this day in 1962. You had quite a nice uh, hot streak going in 1962. 25 degrees on this day in 1907. The local lakes are open. The uh, northern lakes are fated to be open, and you need to get a hold of the people at Ripalip University. Ripalip is when you catch a fish, fisher people. Ripalips has the instructions or provides the instructions to set up, tweak, and dial in your stuff, your hummingbird, Garmin, or Lowrance Marine Electronics through an app. It's fantastic. It'll just help you get to the fish faster. Visit RippalipUniversity.com. For details, we have ice outs today on Minnetonka. Let's go. 1888. Yep. 1904. 1940. And 1962. And on a white bear in 1940. In 1962. And 1972. You know the weather's going to turn. It's going to happen any minute. It's going to be glorious, and you're going to want to have the kids down there swimming. So you're going to need Aquaside. White Bear Lake Company. They've been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR so the products are safe for you, the fish, and your family. You don't have to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. Stand down there on the dock and use your cell phone. Call them and say, here's what I'm looking at. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, And, of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Before I do anything, I want to read a letter from our friend David Bliss in Sofia, Bulgaria. Yes. Who is an amateur, what's the word I want? Philosopher. Okay. Joe, I've been considering the decline of moral and ethical integrity. The letter from GL's own wise atheist, Rob, last Friday, got me thinking about the direction we have gone. He made some good points. We should do good things because they are the right thing to do and not because we fear hell or are trying to earn heaven. This is a deep philosophical point on which I fully agree with him. In fact, that is why, as a Christian, I think Jesus' death for our sins was necessary as his his sacrifice liberates us from the fear of brimstone, as Rob called it, and allows us the freedom to do good just because we love him. Yet, sadly, we see the further we drift from God, the worse society gets. Rob, you got me thinking. A quote comes to mind from Friedrich Nietzsche's book, The Gay Science, Pause for childish remarks from Kenny. Where has God gone? I shall tell you, we have killed him, you and I. Whither are we moving now? Away from all sons? 
Are we not perpetually falling backwards, sideward, forward in all directions? Is there any way up and down left? Are we not straying as though through infinite nothing? Where is God? God is dead. God remains dead, and we have killed him. How shall we, murderers of all murders, console ourselves? <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. When God is removed from, from society, moral and ethical integrity go with him. Society needs to return to God. Without a supreme moral law, there is no good or evil. Without a supreme moral law giver, we have no moral law. Without God, society drifts until, as Nietzsche implied, there is no up or down, and we are perpetually falling in all directions. Rob, you are right. Society is devoting, devolving into a bunch of self-obsessed cult members, but there is hope, there is a moral compass, and it has not been shattered, just misplaced. We need to find it. Dave Bliss, Sophia, Bulgaria. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. And we're getting our lessons from Rob, uh, which uh, pleases me immensely. Uh, I've got a lot of email on what I said about Tucker Carlson. Ha! Huh, good or bad? You don't say. No. <laughs> and uh, I did say I didn't watch him. Uh, well, that's that's true, but I certainly know of him and had watched bits and pieces. But that's not going to solve the uh the criticism of the emailers. What I did do is I followed the Fox lawsuit with Dominion very carefully. I thought it was interesting. What are they going to do? You have these uh, megastars, Hannity, Carlson, and, and Ingram, backstage telling what we can only presume is the truth to each other. They think Trump is a moron. They didn't think there was any election fraud. Uh... Then they go on the air and say the opposite. Well, that was that's what I needed to know. They have no balls. Now, I don't know if I would either if I was making $20 million a year like Tucker Carlson. I'd like to think I would, yeah. but I don't think I'd ever get in that position because I'm never going to be so slanted one way or the other. I think your integrity would uh, come into play. Well, there. it's 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 not even that. It's just how can you live with yourself? You're a liar. I called him a liar, and people are very upset with that. I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to disbelieve my own eyes, apparently. I think the problem that a lot of people have, and it, it's it's a look behind the curtain of the way broadcasting works, where I think the five of us are fairly... We're authentic. We are who we are. Well, but there's a lot of people. We're, Hold on. we're just cheap. They're getting a, us for cheap. There's a lot of people on a national level, on a local level, certainly. I've worked with them here in town that go on the air or crack a microphone and they're a character. They, 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 they aren't authentic. They are playing somebody to appease an audience. And that's kind of what Tuck, Tucker was doing with his show. He was playing to a base, a very successful a show that was playing to a base. Yeah, I but, wouldn't disagree with that at all. Right, but it's I can't do that. I'm sorry. Right, I know. I mean, if that's I, why we're if broke. I, if I, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, all you people threatening to leave, uh, go ahead. But you, you said something very interesting. One emailer said, you know. Every conservative commentator in the country defends Tucker Carlson, but you don't. Well, that should tell you ding, something. Ding, 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 ding. That should Hello? tell you something. <laughs> then I'm your guy if you want truth. Right. I'm not your guy if you want me to play this BS game. 
I think Trump's a moron, and I tell you that on the air. I think Biden is too. Right. I told you a million times I'm politically lonely. And as for showing film footage of peaceful people in the Capitol, I, I gave you the analogy. I, I could take a camera to Tupelo, Mississippi, and as a, as a tornado is destroying most of the town, I could find somebody mowing their grass to show you and tell you, see, there wasn't any problem here with the wind. Right. Well, BS, what are you, Pete? Are you that... What but kind then, of people are you that you're willing to to be lied to? I don't it, get it. And as for the show, you represent the show and you represent Garage Logic and your views do, but you don't re- represent me. You don't no, represent don't. John no. or, or the other two. What you are the other two? represent me. Yes, yes. Yeah, the me. other two guys. Um and, uh, yeah, and I disagree with you a lot, and so does John, and we go back and forth. But the point is, at the end of the show, we're all still friends. And that's what I think we've lost. You know, John, And that's, that's yeah. the main thing that the country has lost. I'm also supposed to uh, acknowledge that I did get it wrong. Apparently, he was not fired. According to the reports, they mutually agreed. Tucker to part ways. and Fox agreed to part ways. <laughs> you know, ah, that's well, okay. not what we I've, hey, pal, saying, I've agreed to part ways yeah. with a lot of people who fired me. <laughs> yes, same here. <laughs> same here. But you, you forgot to complete the email. We wish him well in future endeavors. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I normally don't read the emails, but this one is so, to me, it's an outstanding example of what has happened. I, I don't I don't get it. You are you all unaware of what Tucker was saying off air? Are the people writing me unaware of what Tucker was doing off air? Yes, uh, you in the back. The people that are outraged at both you and at Fox News for ousting Tucker, I think what you need to realize is this is the greatest thing to happen to Tucker Carlson's career because he already owns what is it, the Daily Caller. He is going to go on to become an ultra zillionaire playing this role of, look at me, I've been silenced, where now I can go to this forum, and he'll have freedom to do whatever he wants, and he's going to make so much more money than he ever did at Fox. Well, depending, yeah. on what he, depending on what he says, are we going to get the true Tucker, or are we going to get the Fox Tucker? Well, no, I'm, it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm going to have to remain uh, true to my conviction here. Uh, I don't think you should make... A uh, billion dollars by lying. Well, I think that's why we're broke, you bastard. Right. <laughs> I'm going to read one email, though. Uh, it's from uh, Dustin in South Dakota. Uh, you want to know how I know you are not a serious voice in this culture war and someone who is hardly worth listening to? While every conservative commentator, journalist, and politician was giving their support. For Tucker Carlson, wishing him luck, praising his courage, and admonishing Fox News for making such a disastrous decision, Mr. Souchere is celebrating his departure. I don't know if I was celebrating. While I wasn't completely surprised at your reaction, I had to laugh out loud when you finished by saying I've never watched his show. Well, I hope I've cleared that up for you by telling you that I certainly followed the 
the lawsuit carefully. Mr. Carlson has done more for the conservative movement in fighting the war against these communist thugs than you could ever hope to. The ultimate result of today's actions are Tucker becoming more powerful and influential. Fox News signing their death warrant and yourself, Joe, continuing to show how obtuse you are to what is really going on in our society. <laughs> I'm the fellow that brought you the mystery, pal, and wow. long before Tucker Carlson ever did. You are quite proud of yourself and how much your journalism arrogance apparently makes you a moral authority on someone's character. Well, Mr. Souchere, you are really showing your true colors with your comments today because, of course, you are worth listening to when it comes to one of the most important uh, conservative journalists on the airwaves today, especially when you end up by saying you've never watched him. That's all I needed to hear. You are a dinosaur on the side that is losing, Mr. Souchere. Tucker and the rest of us, with the desire to fight and win, oh will continue on our path forward, leaving you and others in the dust, still wondering what happened and how do we get here. Regards and all the best, Dustin from South Dakota. Dustin, uh, you and I will have to agree that we don't understand each other. That's as simple as that. I'll even, Dustin, I think what you're missing is the fact that that line of thinking is just as dangerous to this country as the far left line of thinking. My question is, why are you listening? Yes, why would you do you. that to yourself? <laughs> and that's the part we, we've lost. We've lost the, the ability to have a centrist viewpoint. In Dustin's eyes, you're either with us or you're against us. Well, that's just as damaging to this country as this far left movement. Sorry, it is. What's to be said, though, about <clears throat> the amount, the pile of money that Fox has been sitting on is that telling of who the viewers are that they're spending all that ad money to listen to or watch Fox News that I, they have seven hundred million dollars they can pay out? I don't know what role insurance plays in that or whatever. I, mm. I have no idea, but I, I'm just I think I can keep this very simple. The people you're watching on air, Dustin, are not telling you the truth. Right. If in fact, off air, they are telling each other the truth. So I, I don't know why that's confusing to you. I, I don't understand it. That's is why I said people like Dustin, uh, I'm going to agree that we just don't understand each other. It's that simple. There is a segment, and we've talked about this before, of folks who do not listen or watch anything except Fox Television, mm -hmm. and they did not report on the Dominion case. So they may, and I don't know how you could be, but they may be unaware of all the emails that circulated oh, the lawsuit the scenes. in general. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, it so. could be, it could be that the likes of Dustin believe that the media made up the fact that off air Tucker was not who he presented himself to be. Sure. I choose not to believe that. The emails were produced, we also they were revealed. We also said on this show yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, that them Fox, Fox News firing Tucker is going to cripple their business. I think we said that, didn't I, we? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I, if Fox survives, it survives. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's well, it'll business. survive, but it's not going to be. It's not going to have the ratings they did before they fired Tucker. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Wouldn't you guys all agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess he. Had, I guess he had great yeah. numbers. Just go all Hannity all the time. Well, compared to but other... he said the same things off the air. 
So did Laura Ingram. I think which we, is I, why we I knew said, that about Hannity a, a long time ago. I right. Think. <laughs> which is why I said, why aren't they all fired? Kenny, are you comfortable saying what we said before the show? What's about, that? Uh, the, the whole thing about Fox and is there a bigger game here? Or, oh, yeah. I, 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 I want to know what's really happening here. Because I agree with Kenny on this. I think that there's a big, there, there's something bigger at Because I, I don't think. I had not seen anything that his numbers are that great. I mean, he might be great in that time slot against whoever else is on the air, but his numbers aren't that great. What was great uh, was that he was a big, big earner. That show made a ton of money right. for Fox. Right. Big earner. And uh, earnings always, always, always outweighs ratings. Always. If you're what? making the company money, you, you know, you're, you're going to keep your job. So... What's going on here? Well, let's put some numbers into perspective, too. Really, a lot of attention is being given to cable news programs that don't appeal to to anybody statistically. It's a nation of 350 million people. Hell, we got we get more numbers than Don Lemon did. He also got fired. Seriously, we get more numbers than Don Lemon. And Tucker was getting, what, three million, let's say? Three and a half, I believe. Okay, well, I'm not going to do the math, but what percentage of that is 350 million people? One percent. Well, it, it's we're giving way too much attention to a, a very small... Small listening segment yeah. of the population. Uh, Rogan, by comparison, eleven million, and that's yeah. small. <laughs> yeah, in, in but the to do the apples things. to oranges game, right. though. But the Tucker's show outdrew right. CNN as a network. Right. 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 Okay. And and CNN, I, you know, I'm not a fan of CNN <laughs> right. people. Of course, I, I think they're pathetic. So what you're saying then? We shouldn't focus on this, and we should focus on the NFL draft. Yes. No, I don't want to do that either. I, I Does one single person own Fox? Or yeah, is there Rupert a Murdoch? Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. He, yeah. And it, does he like have fifty one percent or is he the one hundred percent owner? I don't know. It's it's a publicly traded company. Because uh, there have been cases where owners have just said, you know what, I don't care what this costs me. Get rid of him. Right. You know, maybe well, it's as simple as what, that. Do you think they would have done that before the lawsuit? Yeah, but this is a perfect perfect time to... I I think, like Kenny and Chris said, there's more to it, but I'm not, for the same reasons they think, I don't think are it, but I think the, the the producer that came forward last month that started talking about all the sexual abuse and harassment, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it was abuse, not just harassment? Well, it was mostly harassment, a lot of, you know. You know, you know the kind of stuff. The company well, is I controlled think... by the Murdoch family via a family trust with 39.6 ownership share. So they okay. own 40%. So it's the and, family. You know, I'll, I'll cut them some slack on this. Uh, in today's culture, I don't even know what constitutes sexual grievances anymore. Uh, my way of handling that is I just don't talk to women. You barely talk to us. Right. I mean, the hell with it. I don't know what's going on anymore. You're so out of touch with women that you think one of the nicest, funnest gals that works up at my talk is mean. Never smiles. (laughs) Never smiles. Probably because she's scared of you. Well, I'm not talking to her. Don't worry. She's an absolute delight to hang out with. Maybe, but I'll never know. Have to laugh. So who do we make? Who are we mad at today? Who do we make mad at us today? Uh, 
I would like to tell you about succession planning and why it's important for your business, whether you own it with partners or your family. A succession plan should be revisited throughout the life of business, the beginning, the middle. When you think it's coming to an end, you want to sell or it's going to go to the family. With uh, family business, it's common for the kids to have different interests. So you got to have a plan in place so those with differing interests don't interfere. Hell, there's a TV show called Succession. I think it's based on the Murdoch family. Mm. You want to avoid these problems. You want to minimize taxes. You want to stay out of court. If your business is going to be transitioned to employees, you need to make sure you have the proper structure to allow for that transaction. You've worked hard to build up this company. You're the millionaire next door. You've worked hard. You need to develop the plan that will maintain the operations and qualified management when you decide to sell or retire. Eckberg Lammers will assist you with succession planning, and by using them, you're helping to ensure the business has a future long after you step away. Succession planning is not merely putting this down on paper. It's acting on it. They'll show you how. They'll create the whole situation. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878. Or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. Uh, two things you can bank on the sun coming up and DK Mags throwing, throwing open the doors at 10 a.m. They've been doing that since 99 with a wide selection of all sorts of fantastic fun firearms, everything from pistols to shotguns and rifles. Then they have ammo, magazines, parts, accessories, gunsmithing, everything a full-service gun shop should have. Been serving the entire Twin Cities metro area and beyond with a pretty cool website, dkmags.com. Special orders, yeah, that's no big deal. Uh, They'd be happy to help you out. Whatever firearm you might be looking for, they can help you find it or help you uh, bring it in store. No problem. DK Mags will also buy your unwanted firearms and related items. And that's anything from a single unit all the way up to entire estates. They do consignment, auction services. It's just a wonderful, wonderful shop run by a great bunch of GLers. Great selection, fair prices. The DK Mags are on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. Say, Scott from Invergrove, never afraid and always pushing back. He and the CP did something very GL in response to Earth Day. 
Okay. They adopted a mile-and-a-half stretch of highway in Invergrove, three uh, three miles total down and back. They filled up, uh, how many bags did they fill up? Quite a bit. Three bags of uh, trash. And he said, we didn't do it for fame or fortune. We're walking the walk as GLers. So on this recently observed Earth Day, where were the where were the Earth Day people? Right. That's a good Why idea. Aren't Why aren't for... they adopting every stretch of public road? Call them out. They do rivers, don't they? I, I see them out doing rivers and streams. He said that uh, my hat is off to the GLers of the world because I can guarantee you that we GLers cut our lawn, shovel our driveways, and pitch in to help keep things looking spick and span. That's more than I can say for these so-called green people who often live by the motto, do as I say, not as I do, pushing electric vehicles that do far more harm to the environment than those evil fossil fuel combustion engines that GLers love and adore. Scott, remember, grow. That's a great point. Where are the, uh, where are the uh, Earth Day people to adopt a Call them out, Broski. I have something that's extremely interesting. An emailer alerted it to me. And that is EVs cost more to run than internal combustion engines. Uh, we learn that a consumer research analysis from 2022 showed the average EV owner could save between 1,800 and 2,600 in operating and maintenance fees alone for every 15,000 miles they drive, which is apparently the average distance newer cars in the U.S. are driven each year. And don't forget about the tax credits and rebates that are available that can help lessen the sticker shock when buying an EV. We are also seeing some automakers such as Tesla slash prices so that their EVs can qualify uh, for the incentives. But while EV drivers don't need to stop at the gas station, they do have to pay for costs associated with charging up, such as electricity, and that isn't cheap. High electricity prices combined with softer gas prices have made EVs more expensive to fuel than gas-powered cars at the end of 2022, according to a report published in January by the Anderson Economic Group. In quarter four 2022, typical mid-priced internal combustion engine car drivers paid about $11.29 to fuel their vehicles for 100 miles of driving. That cost was around 31 cents cheaper than the amount paid by mid-priced EV drivers charging mostly at home, or over three bucks less than the cost borne by comparable EV drivers charging commercially. Well, what the hell? Here's a look at three ways to save money on cut. Oh, that's a cut line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Click here. <laughs> <laughs> Click here. And it goes on to say how to drive, drive <laughs> slowly and carefully and everything. But uh, the prices, uh, and not, and, and this doesn't even get into the price of creating these things, which relies on fossil fuels to power the electric companies. So you can uh, bend the steel and put the whole 10,000-pound piece of ass together. Uh, <laughs> so there you have it. I'm, I, they're not for me. They, they could be for you. They're not for me. I don't want to be. I don't want to drive a government car. I want to live in a world where the car I buy is based on what I need, not on what I'm told will be made available to me. You don't want to imagine. That's central uh, planning. I want a big block. Yes, you with do. A quad double pumper. That's right. You know. You know Steve Mulholland, who uh, is a loyal GLer. 
and he lives in the belly of the beast in the Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis? Yes. Well, yeah. we now know where. We do? Joe, my wife and I live one block west of Bryant Avenue, the street okay. we oh, talked about yeah. yesterday. Yeah, poor bastard. My wife and I live one block west of Bryant Avenue on Colfax, and I paid very close attention to the reimagining of this bustling city street. The stretch that was completed last year was under construction a half block from us during the entire spring, summer, and fall of 2022. My biggest concern at the time was how street parking for residents on Bryant would be affected. Kenny was right. There are no alleys on most of the blocks adjacent to Bryant, and with the drastic reduction in parking due to the redesign, I didn't want to see the overflow on our block. But that detail has fallen down the list of concerns in light of the misappropriation of common sense by the Minneapolis Public Works in miscalculating the necessary width of the street. It would seem the brain wizards on the Met Council responsible for the Southwest light rail debacle better watch out. The geniuses in the city of Minneapolis who failed to employ a tape measure on Bryant Avenue are right at their heels in the incompetence Olympics. <laughs> the number of homeowners in this area that were opposed to this project outnumbered supporters by 90%. Its only supporters were cycling enthusiasts who ride their bike to work for a living. If you stop by the che- if you stop by and check out this corridor of the future, let me know. I'll have an IPA chilled properly for you, but be sure to check out the intersection of 46th and Bryant. A charming little retail node with a hardware store and a coffee house and a few other places. The problem is this intersection is now so choked off by the new bumped-out curbs on all four corners. Your MG is about the only vehicle that could make it through. Keep pushing back. Loyal uh, GL listener in the belly of the beast. Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Man, he's got to be lonely in that neighborhood. Yeah. He's got to be army of one. He's got to be lonely. Bigger question, what's making him stay? Oh, it looks like hips. Well, we've, Joe, we've been it, through it, this, Chris, and I'm, I'm, I'm weary of that argument. You, the, you, you seem to think that people can just get up and move whimsically. Yeah, that's how the real estate market works. And that's not how it works. Okay. No. It's I, a state of mind. Yeah, you, Chris you, is able to do it. Yeah, but yeah. Kenny did it. Yeah, I mean, but as infrequently as possible. All right. You, you move a lot, Chris. It's not worth uh, <laughs> being angry about. It's not worth arguing about. It's just why that, are you? But well, I'm not. I just I, I grow weary of you bringing it up all the time. People can't. Go. People people don't move merely because they're suddenly angry at an ordinance or a new tax no. or a road construction project. No, but if a given situation doesn't fit with your lifestyle, and that's then exactly thou- why. Then you a move. thousand variables come into play. Okay, it's not as simple as call a realtor. Let's get out of here. It's not that simple. First, you have to convince your wife. <laughs> Which is an immense project. Right. No, but we'll kid on it. That might be the case for you. I'm just, I'm just talking in, in general, is I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say. If okay, it wasn't for the know, roommate, we would have moved a lot earlier. Okay, let's and it, it was that night in the alley, Joe, during the riots, where I turned to her and said, you ready? She mm-hmm. said, let's go. Okay, 
Steve Mulholland might be a great way to answer you. Right. Uh, and he's a frequent emailer. Yeah, he's a loyal GLer. Uh, and I, if he's listening today, I would like to know why he is a GLer in the liberal wilderness where he is, and if he has ever contemplated moving, and let's see what his answer is. Okay, because I'm just looking at just the five of us, right? We're all pretty different in our own way. John, at what point, lived in the city, decided that it wasn't for him anymore, right? Is that a fair, John? Fair That's assessment? very fair, yes. Very Kenny fair. did the same thing. I did it years ago, but I'm just saying, you know, all of us have made a living decision based on whatever. I, I guess I was just speaking more in general terms. Okay. God, I lived in that neighborhood over where Steve lived. That is so tight over there. Yeah. So tight. And the streets west of him, if he's on Colfax, there's streets west of him that are uh, one way. They're so tight that they're one way. I'm staying because I believe my taxes do good. <laughs> that I, yeah. that I enjoy the benefits I have your list. they provide. Do you have that, my list, Kenny? I what? have your list. Um, Tell me why I'm staying, Kenny, because this well, is exactly why I'm you, staying. You can drink water right the out water of the tap. The water is fantastic. Right the storm water is appropriate. Sometimes dealt I with. drink the storm water. It's the so good. sewage dealt with. Joe, yeah. you have libraries. Your, yes. your St. Paul parks are amazing. They're fantastic. Uh, and all the tra oh, water aerobics at the Great River water. I use them frequently. Pickleball, Joe. Pickleball. I, I plan on oh, becoming the, a senior pickleball. Champion. All the, the trails, the streets, yeah. the bridges. All oh, the oh, it's is that, just are bike lanes. Now? No. Public schools, sure. public safety. Oh my! There hasn't been a made. shooting at the public school near me for at least a month. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's a positive Got outlook. It. All right, very good. <laughs> You know, the grilling season's here. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh, yeah. And that means get to Grunhoffers. That's where they made their mark, selling brats for the grill. And it's a meat emporium that offers far more than those 140 flavors of brats, including the world-famous gummy brats. How about Town Ball Meatloaf, Rookie Burger, Steaks, Chops? Johnny, the maintenance guy stopped me in the hallway and said, those Rookie Burgers are fantastic. Oh, He's been oh, up to the Grund. All the burgers are. It's Grund in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. And a new Grund offers that opened last summer in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just east of Interstate 35. Remember that all Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota grown. It's Minnesota farmers putting that meat behind the counter at Grunhofer's. Fantastic. Pork shoulders. Ruck, you know I like the pork shoulder. Oh, yeah. Slow cooking, baby. Chops. Oh, well, they, you know, if you slow cook a pork shoulder, doesn't it just fall off? It the... falls. You don't even have to separate. It just, it looks at your eyes and it just mm, falls apart. Mm, 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 mm. Double smoked bacon, yep. thick cut, hams. Chickens, turkeys, you name it. It's all available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. It was an alien show. Skin something. Skinwalker's Ranch. Yeah, is that fake? No, that's a real place. I'm purposely avoiding it because the experts are calling BS. I yeah. watched it yesterday. I think it's a bunch of hogwash. Lots of weird stuff happened there, man. Well, but that's the, they go up in the chopper and there's an electromagnetic. It's throwing the chopper around. I thought it was bull. We're live on the Town Council. I still thought it was. Okay. <laughs> 
Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Oh, those pro turf pros are out dragging hoses right now, throwing down a special mix that will keep your lawn green and luscious all summer long. If you want in on the deal, if you want the best lawn on the block, it's pretty simple. Professionalturf.com. If you're obsessive about it, you want the best, you've got to go with the best. That's Pro Turf. They've been on the case since 82. Doing it, rolling old school, doing it the old way, coming out for those in-person visits when you call them for an estimate, a no-cost estimate, of course. They don't do it over the phone. Oh, heck no. Uh, they come right out. They talk to you. They work with you. They will create, along with you, a service program that will absolutely blow your mind. You'll have your very own fertilizer and weed control plan. Of course, it's environmentally safe, but it is also guaranteed for superior results. A healthy lawn, no crabgrass, no dandelions, no broadleafs. It's all yours. Just click on professionalturf.com. Mr. Height? Yes. You're up. Thank you. Thank you. This news is brought to you by professionalturf.com. 3M announcing it's reducing the size of the company by cutting 6,000 jobs worldwide in addition to the 2,500 manufacturing jobs that were cut in January. 3M officials say the goal of the restructuring is to make the company stronger, leaner, and more focused, according to the report. 3M projects annual pre-tax savings of $700 to $900 million after the job cuts are complete. The report shows that sales for GM fell about 9% to $8 billion. And the company returned $856 million to shareholders. The report notes that 3M is taking restructuring actions, including reducing layers of management, simplifying the company's supply chain, and reducing the size of the corporate center of the company. Never met an unhappy 3M retiree. Yeah, they they never met an unhappy happy. one. Governor Tim Walz will be moving into the home of the University of Minnesota's president in St. Paul this <laughs> summer. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> the U of M Board of Regents approving a lease agreement yesterday that will allow the governor and his family to temporarily live in East Cliff after President Joan Gable leaves in June. Minnesota governor's residence undergoing renovations, and it required the governor to relocate through September 20, uh, 2024. It'll cost $4,400 a month in rent. Now, you might remember the state had planned to lease a home on Sunfish Lake that would have cost considerably more, more than $17,000 a month. So okay, who got to him, John? Somebody got to him and said, hey, moron, you can't get away with this Sunfish Lake good, thing. Yeah, pretty good pushback everywhere, really. Yeah. Doesn't this just define your point of the unholy alliance between government and education? Oh, God, yes. But at least we owned East Cliff. The, yeah. the state owns it. Speaking of the U of M, University of Minnesota President Joan Gable told the U of M Board of Regents she would leave for her new job as chancellor at the U of Pittsburgh on June 30th. Uh, now, the reason probably for that, that date we find out, has certain financial obligations owed to Gable if she honors her commitment to stay through the end of June. God, is this woman running a scam. Under the terms of her contract, if she's still on the job through June 30th, she gets $160,000 toward a supplemental retirement account. Wow. She, 
She could get another 100000 if she is given a performance bonus by the chair of the board of the region. So, to God, the third rail is a miracle of scams. That is a possible total of two hundred and sixty grand as she leaves the University of Minnesota. Board of Regents member Darren Roshka asked Regents to approve the hiring of an independent attorney to determine if the university could somehow renegotiate the end of that contract. The motion failed on a 9-3 to three vote. When Gable announced she was leaving the U of M in early April, she gave Regents a 90-day notice. The Board of Regents said it hopes to name an interim president in the coming weeks, and that person would take over their duties July 1. The board does not expect the interim president to become the full-time leader at the university. John, I got a job for you when you're done with the news. Sure. The East Cliff was donated to the university in 1958 by the Brooks family. Now, his first name is escaping me. I want you to find it, please. I'm really mm-hmm. curious. What, what what was the source of that Brooks fortune, I wonder? I don't okay. know anything about the guy. All right. I wonder who it Check. was. Thank you. A teenager accused of intentionally running over and killing a pedestrian last week in St. Cloud is now facing murder charges. Authorities say 70-year-old Norbert John Olmscheid was walking on the sidewalk Friday near the 1700 block of 6th Avenue North when the teen suspect allegedly drove onto the path in a stolen vehicle and hit him from behind. On purpose. On purpose. According to a criminal complaint filed Monday, the alleged driver, 16-year-old Israel Madimba, will stand trial as an adult on charges of first-degree premeditated murder and second-degree intentional murder. Faces life in prison without parole if convicted. Prosecutors say Madimba admitted to stealing the vehicle from the St. Cloud YMCA after finding the key in a locker. In a post-arrest statement, he said he saw Olmscheid walking on the sidewalk and, quote, decided to run him over. Jesus. The well, you know what Mary Morality would say. His brain's his, not developed. His brain's just not, not developed, developed yet. Yeah. Yeah. The complaint goes on to say... She might be right in this case, because that is some demented thinking, man. The complaint says Madimba trailed the victim slowly at first oh. on the path and then accelerated the vehicle, told investigators he was listening to a song about murder at the time. Madimba made his first court appearance on Monday. During that hearing, a judge set his bail at $1 million with conditions or $2 million without conditions. He has a hearing on May 8th. So it was just a, a random... random. Yeah. Just this is as insane as the guy that tossed the kid off the balcony at, at the Mall, Mall of America. Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Star Tribune reporting Minnesota-based Polaris has started to ship the Ranger XP Kinetic, the company's new lithium-ion-powered rechargeable side-by-side that's the first product from the 10-year partnership between Polaris and Zero Motorcycles. The Ranger XP Kinetic sold out within two hours when the initial run was offered in December of 2021. The vehicles are being assembled in Polaris's Huntsville, Alabama plant. They started shipping to customers this week. Deliveries will run through early summer. The Ranger XP Kinetic Premium and Ranger XP Kinetic Ultimate are priced at twenty-five dollars to $30,000. The initial cost is high, the company says, but they say the benefits of the utility vehicles are expected to make up the difference. Josh Hermes is vice president in charge of off-road electric vehicles. He says the Ranger XP Kinetic gives you the power to do more. The electric powertrain really unlocks more capability, more durability, more performance for the utility customer to get more done at the end of the day. What's the runtime, do they say? That I do not have, no. Mm, Okay. 
Uh, the company is off to a fast start for this fiscal year. For the quarter ended March 31st, the company earned $113.4 million. Uh, that's up 62 and 71% respectively from the first quarters of the past. So the uh, Ranger's a, a utility vehicle. And if I was doing the ad campaign, I'd go, imagine sneaking through the woods on your side-by-side <laughs> without making any sounds yeah, whatsoever. I was That's what's that. appealing to me. Oh, That's see, what I, was, I would love. See, I was thinking of that. If I'm out in the woods, I want to know if something's coming. I want to yeah. hear it. No, you dumb sh- um, No, Joe. I, <laughs> He's I, talking uh, about hunting. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wanna, I disagree. You like disagree. to get close. It's fun to see the wildlife in the best way. Joe, you know, sneak up on them. When was the last time you were out in the woods? Yeah. Oh, got, there's a woods. I'm, He's checking to see. Yeah, on the back got, nine, there's like three. He was three, checking to see what the bears are doing. There's three them. trees that stand together I've on the back in, nine. I've been in the forest. I've been in the forest. Where's my ball? If I'm oh. out in the woods, yeah. I'm thinking, what the hell is the last time you were in the woods? <laughs> you can get them. Okay. Yeah, they got woods around. Yeah. Winona State University President Scott Olson is one of two finalists to be the next chancellor of the Minnesota State College and University System. Olson and Tanya Johnson, the University of Alabama System Senior Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs, will interview with select system leaders this week. After that, back-to-back public forums with the candidates will be held Wednesday at the system office in St. Paul, with Johnson going first. The Board of Trustees expected to name a next chancellor on May 9th. Devinder Malhotra, the former provost of St. Cloud State, came out of retirement in 2017 to become interim chancellor. Thank God. He stayed, he stayed on without the interim tag a year later after a second failed search, but is retiring again this summer. System made up of 26 state colleges, seven universities, including Winona State, Latest search yielded 30 applicants, nine of whom were chosen for interviews last month. Did I actually say when I'm out in the woods? Yes. You you did. See, here's the problem. Okay. I don't like ticks. I'm terrified of ticks. No ambition. Well, that and they got bad diseases. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very careful when I'm out in the woods. We should get you a flea collar then. You are such a Sally. <laughs> God. That's... Uh, you won't get any emails about not liking ticks, Joe. I think we're all with you on that one. Good. So it would be fun to have him up here to put a GPS tracker on him, bring him out, you know, bring him out there, spin and him then around, go go back to the shop and just watch, see where old Joe ends up. Guarantee it's at the bottom of a lake. Somehow, somehow he's going to end up in the lake. You guys are really, really selling me short. I'm a, I was a Boy Scout. I know all about the forest. Up on a lake. I got woods in me. You got a compass? You still I got, got a compass? I have a variety of compasses. Okay, I like a good compass. I got a good one. I got a good one. On that note, why don't we uh, come back with more news after we hear from our buddy, the Rookster? I'll tell you what, uh, Minnesota Masonic Charities, they are top drawer, top drawer. And, you know, I've been telling you about Minnesota Masonic Charities and all the stuff that they have available to you, and it's been just a great campaign. And lately, I've been telling you about the wonderful things they're doing with scholarships. Now, what I want you to do is... Listen to me, because several weeks ago I told you about the Minnesota Masonic Charity Scholarship Program, one of the largest private scholarships granting organizations in the state of Minnesota. Minnesota Masonic Charities is proud to support the young people of Minnesota, and they're doing it right. 
They're making everybody benefit. This year, they launched that brand new scholarship program. Unlike anything I've seen, they call it the Selfless Scholar. The program works uh, instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their own achievements. Get this. The scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves and recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. So after receiving a hundred bunch of stories that they have, AMBMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, I'll be sharing some of those stories with you, GL listeners. The other cool thing about the scholarship is the $15,000, $5,000 scholarships are split between the nominator and the nominee. Pretty good idea. Thereby awarding the person who took the time to write the story and the person whose story got the attention of a peer. Looking forward to telling you some of those stories. MNMasonicCharities.org. Find out more at their website and let them know you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Fact number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance company and agent write in three years. How is that possible? Here are the other facts to answer that question. Fact number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Fact number four, the Canopy Group offers only one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or even more. Fact number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year to make sure you're getting the best deal. Captives don't do this because they have only one company. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get your options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Here's a guy who's naked oh. and afraid. Oh, yeah, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. I want to. Joe Suchere. I want to talk about something that. Oh, I haven't been told not to talk about it. I've just been told, nah, focus on the. Uh, this, by the way, Tri State Bobcat Toro. Focus on the 54 inch time cutter zero turn with the, the My Ride suspension for $42.99 and the current model year 50 inch time cutter $37.99. So I was out at Tri State yesterday in uh, Hudson and I did try out the time cutter zero turns. They're fantastic. But what I don't necessarily need to talk about, but I just got to get it off my chest. They had, uh, they brought out a grandstand. That's one of these zero turn ride on um, mowers that you stand on. And it's battery-powered, Suge. It's got no motors. It's got no belts. And you can wheelie for 200 yards straight with this thing. This thing goes, you know what? I'm going to lay down a bet. You buy one of these things, I promise that you cannot mow your lawn as fast as this thing goes. It's an absolutely amazing piece of machinery. I was, Joe, I was blown away. And what I'm if on, I want to take my time mowing the lawn? Uh, well, you can also go at a humane, suspe- uh, humane speed, but it's quiet and it's efficient and it's powerful and my God, is it fast, but the thing needs, you need a wheelie bar on it. It's absolutely amazing. And that just shows you where tech, uh, where Toro is with technology. They're one of the leaders in the battery powered, um, revolution that we're experiencing here. But, uh, back to what I should be talking about, these zero turn mowers uh, the, with the MyRide suspension, they're uh, themselves 
absolutely fantastic. Forty-two ninety-nine gets you into a fifty-four-incher. You can find uh, three locations here in the Twin Cities for Tri-State: Hudson, Little Canada, and Burnsville. And if you're anywhere down south around O-Town, Mankey's Equipment in Owatonna, now part of the Tri-State Bobcat. Quit giving me that look, Suits. You can no, find them on the web. You can find them on the web at tristatebobcat.com. President <laughs> Biden this morning made it official, formally announced he is running for re-election in 2024, asking voters to give him more time to, quote, finish the job. What job? Stem the run of America's oldest president. To find his way years. out of the Rose Garden. <laughs> If he were reelected, Biden would be 86 when the next term is over. The prospect of seeking reelection has been a given for most modern presidents. That's not always been the case for Biden. A notable swath of Democratic voters have indicated they'd prefer he not run, in part because of his age. Concerns Biden says are totally legitimate, but ones he did not address at all in the launch video. A savior is needed, and it ain't Trump, and it ain't Biden. We need a savior. Question for you, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Would you like cut number one or cut number two from your president? I'll try one. Here we go. This is President Biden talking about the supply chain. Two and a half years ago, well, the supply chain, people look at, I mean, really bright people. Look at uh, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, well, guess what? Because of the pandemic. Huh? How about number two? <laughs> Cut number two from your president. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. No, they're not. And he was actually asked about gas prices in OPEC there. (laughs) 86, you say, huh? Never play him again. He tends to bring the show down. It's the president. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The uh, front runner to run against him has received a powerful endorsement. When Senator Steve Daines, the chair of the Senate Republicans' campaign arm, said he would back Donald Trump's ah. 2024 presidential bid, Daines made his endorsement during an, during an interview on Donald Trump Jr.'s podcast. Senator told Trump's son that the quote best four years he had in the Senate were those he served during the Trump administration. Because he's the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, Danes has a powerful sway over Senate Republicans, making his endorsement a key victory for the former president's efforts to return to the White House. Danes is, so far, the only member of the Senate GOP leadership who has endorsed Donald Trump. Can you imagine a Trump on a four-year retribution tour? Oh, God, it would be. That's yeah, where no. it would be, a four-year retribution tour. The death of a giant in the entertainment and activist world this morning, Harry Belafonte. Has Jamaican. Died. I think he was Jamaican. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> well, he had Jamaican roots. He had he was a lot of songs about old. bananas. Well, he didn't have only had one. Oh. Belafonte died Tuesday of congestive heart failure in his New York home. <laughs> With his handsome face and silky, husky voice, Belafonte was one of the first black performers to gain a wide following on film and to sell a million records as a singer. Many still know him, like Joe, for his signature hit, Banana Boat Song. I remember seeing him on TV all the time when I was a kid. He must have had a big influence on you. You had a lot of things in common with him. He he wrote a song about bananas. You were in a band called The Bananas. That's right. He had, uh, he was born in Harlem. 
And they had a parents that were both Jamaican. I born. knew there was a Jamaican influence. His mom was a child of a Scottish Jamaican, and his dad was an Afro Jamaican. Uh, Harry had talent and skill. You had none. Uh, I wonder what a Jamaican <laughs> Scotsman would sound like. A Jamaican Scotsman. A Jamaican Scotsman. Not not just a Scotsman. Okay, go with Scotsman. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> Welcome. He's, oh my God. Hey, he's canny, but a bit of a crabbit. He's what? canny, but a bit of a crabbit. Uh, canny? No. Canny is careful or sometimes clever. Yeah. But he's a, he's a, he's a bad tempered or grumpy. It sounded Australian. Yeah. The room was very bright. When I went into the room, it was very bright. When I left, it was dark. John, it's your duty to do the news. Back Swing to miss. Harry here. Back to Harry. We should have gave him more time. No, the problem was he had time. That was the problem. See, now this is why I offered uh, John $200 to not do the Belafonte <laughs> story. I can't put Bella. this good book down. There Bella you go. are getting closer. Maybe by Bella. the end of the show, mates. Belafonte Come back to me. Kind of sound like the Irish pimp. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, the Irish exactly. same island. Same Very island. Irish. Same yeah. island. <laughs> it's hard out there for an Irish it pimp. It really is. Yeah. Have to put gas in the caddy. Oh, where's my caddy? He did uh, forge a greater legacy once he scaled back his performing career and lived out uh, what his hero Paul Robeson's decree was that artists are gatekeepers of truth. His friend, civil rights leader Andrew Young, would note that Belafonte was the rare person to grow more radical with age. He was ever engaged and unyielding, willing to take on Southern segregationists, Northern liberals, the billionaire Cook brothers, and the country's first black president, Barack Obama, who Belafonte would remember asking him to cut him some slack. Belafonte responded, what makes you think that's not what I've already been doing? Ooh. He won a lot of awards. He won a Tony Award in 1954 for his starring role in John Murray Anderson's Almanac. Five years later, became the first black performer to win an Emmy for the TV special Tonight with Harry Belafonte. In 1954, he co-starred with Dorothy Dandridge in the Otto Preminger-directed musical Carmen Jones. The 1957 movie Island of the Sun was banned in southern cities where theater owners were threatened by KKK members because of the film's interracial romance between Belafonte and Joan Fontaine. His Calypso, released in 1955, became the first officially certified million-selling album by a solo performer and started a, a national infatuation with Caribbean rhythms. Admirers of Belafonte included a young Bob Dylan, who debuted on record in the early 1960s by playing harmonica on Belafonte's version of the Midnight Special. I didn't know that. Dylan mm -hmm. was on a Belafonte recording. Yes, before oh. he was ever famous yeah. or, or known to anybody. Hmm. So. U.S. Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, has grounded the SpaceX Starship launch program after last week's launch explosion pending a standard investigation. The Starship launch, which was carried out last Thursday from SpaceX's spaceport facility in Boca Chica, Texas, saw the unmanned Starship explode in mid-flight right after clearing the launch pad. Last week's liftoff destroyed the launch pad and resulted in debris and particulate matter being spread across a large area. Following Thursday's incident, the FAA grounded the Starship Super Heavy Launch Program pending the results of the investigation. According to a news source, NBC News local residents and researchers are now assessing the impact of the fallout on both local communities. Witnesses say they saw large concrete blocks from the launch pad fly out into the ocean shortly after the liftoff. 
There's a great euphemism that was used for that. Something yeah. like abrupt structural displacement or uh, there's a hell of a euphemism. Is, yeah. Is like I can't think of it right now. Or yeah, I can't think of it. Counterclockwise right expansion. Something like that. Back to Belafonte and Dylan. <laughs> Please. Do you think their paths ever crossed again? Sure. Well, yeah. And was Belafonte like, hey, remember I made you a big star? You playing <laughs> yeah. the harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> They were both huge civil rights uh, okay. activists, shall we say, in gotcha. the 60s. So I'm sure they were in, uh, crossing paths continuously. Good. I'm happy to know that then. There's a lot to unpack in this story. A pensioner, retiree, that would be, this is obviously That's right. a story from Great Britain. Scotland. <laughs> exactly. Was killed in a freak accident oh. when he was hit by a flying cow that was launched 100 feet into the air by a train. Wow. What? Wow. 82-year-old Shivdayal Sharma was reportedly going to the bathroom next to a train track in the oh, region of wow. Alwar, India, <laughs> where the incident occurred April Naked and afraid, India version. Wouldn't be a bad way to go. Well, there's other ways. Uh, Hit by the it is aren't, aren't they reli they're religious icons there, aren't they? Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. Maybe that's honorable then. It's believed the animal was hit by the Vande Bharat Express train went airborne, and landed on Mr. Sharma. Joe, please describe the uh, so, so express wait, train, the cartoon bubble of well, the Indian express train. Wait, 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 you guys. He's mid-push. Mid-stream. No, he's, he's yeah, stream. He, is, oh, that's what he was doing. Yeah. And there's a train bearing down on him. Does he wave? <laughs> no, he wasn't on the wave track. That? No, he, he was, was, was near in the it. woods. He was near it. He was over in the woods. John said next to the tracks. Next to the tracks. Well, that doesn't mean well, he was on close, the tracks. Close to I'm the just track. seeing a guy running and peeing at the same time. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Where'd that cow come from? And then the cow got him. Uh, strangely enough, Sharma had worked as an electrician at Indian Railways Don't before he retired. the Sherman. Yeah. 23 years ago. According to the outlet, part of the cow's body landed on the man, killing him instantly. Railway Minister wow. Ashwini Vaishnav has announced that measures including garbage and vegetation removal had begun to keep cows away, as well as frequent whistling at locations prone for cattle animal runover. Apparently, the cows getting hit by trains is fairly common there. His death prompted officials to call for improved regulation on the train route. Meanwhile, the Western Railway has started to erect metal fencing. On the trunk route in a bid to prevent animals on the track, spokesperson for the organization said in all... Eight contracts have been awarded. The fencing work will progress in full swing. Well, it's a shame for that guy. That's yeah, terrible. that's too bad. John, I have something in keeping with the yes. news. It's coming yes. up the right. Kenny's claim that marijuana edibles and gummies are how most people consume weed is incorrect. <laughs> a recent study in Michigan <laughs> shows that approximately 54% of sales is flour and 17% are gummies and edibles. The remaining 29% are a mix of vapes and concentrates that are also smoked with smaller percentages for tropical creams and tinctures, which are drops you place in your mouth. Tincture. Mm, yeah. Not important, but I enjoy correcting Kenny, which I could do often, but don't. Pete Sandborg. Thank wow. you, Pete. Yeah. They tabled that last night. They never, uh, <laughs> they never, they never got to the vote last night in the legislature. No, they're going to do it today. While Kenny froze in mid, uh, that was weird. I'm not. Uh, I'm not so sure it's the right thing to do. Get off my lawn with your legal Mary Jane. The only thing that would have made that email better, <laughs> Joe, is if the first word of it had been 
Actually, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> See, I do have the uh, the Brooke family thing. If you'd like to, do I would that like now, to would you know, like to wait? I would like to reiterate that the East Cliff, the home lived mm-hmm. in by the University of Minnesota president, which Walls will now live in, because somebody got to him and said, "You look like a real fool." paying 17 grand a month of the taxpayer money to live out in Sunfish Lake, so they're going to hustle them down to East Cliff. Uh, For that was four grand a month. That was, uh, are they yeah, going to charge you already, you? you already own that house, True, so right. it's the state paying the True. state, True. which is which another problem. Which they probably will do, yeah. right. So that house was <laughs> donated to the U of M in 1958 by a family named Brooks. What was the guy's first name, John? Edward. Edward. Edward Brooks. What was the source of the Edward Brooks fortune? He was, uh, his his grandfather actually moved here in 1856. Eventually, Edward would be the son of Dwight, who was Sheldon's son, and he oversaw all operations from the Brooks Scandian, uh, Scanlon operation of a logging company. Hmm. Remained, he remained here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was involved his entire life working for the affiliated companies. Edward married Markel Conley, a union which produced four children and... Uh, well, there you go. They ran a, a logging. Wow. Today, it is the most visited public residence in the state, outpacing really? the governor's residence, often hosting events five days a week. 6,800 people were recording, attended 159 events in 05. Hmm. I don't know if that's changed. Well, that money-grabbing scam artist, uh, Joan Gable, she's not going to live there because I guess no. she'll have to, but she'll stay here to get the dough, so she'll probably live in a Green Line apartment building. Or put her up at a Best Western. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing a sitcom here, those yeah. two living in the same building. Yeah. <laughs> Three's company. That'd be fun. That's what that Adrian Barbeau was in. I did get, Kenny, I did get sidetracked with her on Johnny Carson and... Uh, Battle of the Network Stars. I think that was an oh, off-air yeah, conversation yeah. we had oh. that we're now referring to. Well, she did self-admit that <laughs> it didn't matter if I won or I lost the race. It was watching me run that people enjoyed. <laughs> I guess I'm a bit unfamiliar with this. I haven't spent my life looking up Adrian Barbeau clips. Well, yeah, I did for the last 45 minutes. You've uh, lived an empty, lonely life then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll return with some important UFO possibilities. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products for over 25 years. Why? Pricing. KNL Surplus and Ammo offers some of the best prices in the region. You might find a good sale at a big box store, but KNL always has great pricing. And unlike a lot of other stores, KNL always includes tax in the listed price. KNL Surplus and Ammo is veteran-owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. KL Gun Store.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. You can help your engine run better, last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment. It cleans harmful gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. Safe and easy to use in all kinds of cars, trucks, machinery. Just pour it in your fuel tank and let it work. But Seafoam also works great in oil. Heavy oil residue and deposits form naturally over time. They can restrict oil flow. And what Seafoam does it reliquifies these residues and deposits so they can be drained away the next time it's time to change your oil. It's fantastic. Pick up a can anywhere automotive products are sold, auto parts stores, retailers, hardware, farm, all over this great big world. A local company 
a global reach, and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Uh, we have a UFO investigator speaking out about strange things happening in Texas after several cattle were found dead with their tongues removed. Oh. Uh, but there was no blood left behind, and the tongues were removed surgically. There was no... Uh, mm. They didn't make a mess. And you got somebody named Tim Doyle, a lead investigator on the TV series UFO Seekers, said he wasn't surprised to hear six cattle were found mutilated because cattle mutilations have been going on since the 70s. Um, you finish and then I'll debunk it. Go ahead. There was a case of Gabe Valdez, a police officer in 1976, who found a uh, uh, a triangular-shaped craft landing near the site of cattle mutilations. And uh, you currently have the uh, law enforcement in Texas wondering about it. Uh, you Kenny's going to come back with, oh, it's just a religious cult or kids. Uh, but uh, that doesn't explain why these things were so... A circular... What? Ooh. The Madison County Sheriff's Office released a statement last week saying on two of the five cows, a circular cut was made removing the anus and the external whoa. genitalia. Whoa, 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 the term whoa. is vent. You use That's vent. You yeah. don't have to say that. That's an ugly word. Use vent. The circular cut was made with the same precision as the cuts noted around the jaw lines of each cow. The sheriff's office shared that there were no signs of a struggle and that the grass around one of the cows found at a ranch was undisturbed. No footprints, no tire tracks noted in the area. In addition, the other five animals were found with no signs of struggle or disturbance in the grass. No blood, no noticeable tracks, no predators or birds would scavenge the remains for uh, several weeks after death. Investigators say the causes of death remain unknown and that other similar incidences have been reported across the country. Hmm. Debunk that, big boy. Of course, I don't know, but one of the debunk theories uh, regarding the mutilations that went on in the 70s is that they were near areas where they were doing underground nuclear testing. And the government was interesting, uh, interested in what effects that was having on humans and animals in the area. And that they would sneak into these areas, cut out the thyroid glands, and then mutilate the rest of the uh, cattle. And then fly around with these body parts, depositing them everywhere to make it look like it was something other than an investigation. But then the common question for that is... Why wouldn't the government do the smart thing, buy a ranch, buy a few head of cattle, and just do this secretly and privately? But that's just one of the theories that have been floated. Well, that theory doesn't explain this. Right, and it doesn't, unless there's some sort of nearby testing going on. You know, what's in the area? Look at that. I don't know, but that's that's pretty bad to have the old uh, swimsuit area removed and the tongue. Yeah, uh, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, the the two together hmm. without a tongue. What have those things been doing? Dang, near killed him. Oh, certainly wrecked, wrecked him. him. Only God. The vent. We call it the vent. Well, you call it whatever you want, farm boy. It's when it you says cape anus. out a deer. It says anus. That's your rear end. And the they vent. went after that. Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't have to. Please don't use that word. <laughs> That's an icky word. 
So is the word icky. Is icky. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, oh hey. God. On the, only because they I come can't to wait for the mansplaining emails oh, that yeah. are going to roll in oh, overnight. Yeah. They're typing as we You speak. tell that fat <laughs> F word. P.S. Tell him to watch Tucker. Actually, <laughs> let me tell you something. It's safe to bring these stories up when I'm in the mood because this is the year when right. uh, the Pentagon has acknowledged the existence of something they can't explain. Either that or they're lying uh, to yeah. us. Yeah, they're just covering up the latest technology they've developed. Hello? Only because they come to us all the way from Marlis Park in Moom, um, Puma, Longa, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. It was on this day. April this 25th. Day. What is this day? Ice went out on Minnetonka in 1888. <laughs> Wait, I'm just giving you that. I was going to say, did you do it at the beginning? It was on this day in 1892 <laughs> that Maud Hart Lovelace was born in Mankato. She is remembered as the author of the Betsy Casey books, a series of stories for young readers Set in the earliest, set in early 20th century Mankato. In 1979, the Mankato Friends of the Library Association established the Maud Hart Lovelace Book Award for children's books. Aye. It is your duty. And on this day, practicing in 1924, <laughs> April 25th. A race to break the world record for the longest distance traveled in a hot air balloon ended in Rochester as the winner, W.T. Van Orman, landed the Goodyear 3 just under the world distance record of 1,179.9 miles. Wow. The race had begun in San Antonio, Texas, and the three top finishers would soon represent the United States at the international competition in Brussels, Belgium. That's quite a trick. Yeah. I have a question. All right. How yeah. fast do they travel? Wouldn't 1,200 miles take a while? No, it's slow. They go slow. Are you working on your Scottish right now? Aye. <laughs> I don't know, John. Uh, you're uh, at the whim I of do. your... I your... do. I do know, John. <laughs> You're at the whim of the air, I would imagine, in the wind. That's a good point. Well, 1,179 miles in a balloon is pretty good. Oh, a model, chap. Generally, they travel according to this 8 to 10 miles That's, an hour. I was just going to say, yeah. Who's the gomer with the beard? So that took a long time, didn't it, John? That would be a long trip. How long would that be, Joe, for 1,200 miles? Uh, you have to do the math. And I'm not allowed to. 120 hours. 120 hours. Well, that's not that long, then. 120 hours. A few days, five, six days. More like a fortnight. Four is 12. Three days. More like a fortnight is what I'm seeing. Pardon? I'm seeing fortnight. Who are you? I don't know, Lassie. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and do everybody Can I say something? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. Thank you, Kenny. Now you have to do the clothes in the accent, smart guy. Sure, you should be checking out PodMN on your smartphone. If you check it out on your smartphone, you'll be seeing all sorts of podcasts now we're back available to, the to you. We're back to the Irish oh, the Irish Pim. Same yeah. island. I'm trying to think of my conversation with Sean Connery. Good job, old chap. That's I'll the take... only word spoken that he said to me in his life. 
when I was an altar boy serving some wedding. And yeah. Sean Connery was there? Yeah, it was the Spare Univac family. What did he say? Good job, old chap. Oh. I was, I must have done a really good job serving the wedding. It was, I don't know. But that was legit. Uh, what else is legit? Go garage, to garage Logic, Logic YouTube com. channel. Yeah, all that Subscribe. stuff. Subscribe. <laughs> it's very popular. Town Council, if you're not already, get on it. GarageLogic.com. Sure. Sure. It is time once again for us to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So do what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you'll always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, this week it's about earnings so we can worry about the fed next week can't we that is true the fed is on hiatus and it's a quiet period for the fed until they're meeting next wednesday and thursday with their announcement coming on thursday just in time for earnings from favorite apple which reports next thursday may 4th i am looking forward to those earnings we'll say with bated breath i am of the belief that apple is going to beat next week on iphone sales will probably be light on macintosh and ipad sales and i think services revenue will increase apple did get some positive news from an appellate court relating to a legal battle that they has been ongoing with Epic Games, where the appellate court affirmed the findings of a lower court. So Apple is not engaging in any type of monopolistic behavior. Apple, I do believe at some point, due to the EU and EU regulations, may have to change some of their applications to allow for sideloading, but I'm not so sure that that will adversely affect Apple's services and App Store revenue. But that's that's something still in the future. Analysts will be waiting to hear what Apple's guidance will be for this coming quarter, as well as getting some information on the potential of Apple's increased dividend and buyback strategy. Apple's stock is up a bunch this year, about 27% this year. So it, it, it would be right, despite Apple beating numbers, as I believe is could happen. And even with Apple giving some decent guidance, you might see a little bit of a pullback. Today, you had earnings from companies like Pepsi-Cola. Pepsi followed on with Coke's report yesterday of beating the numbers and even increasing the guidance. Unlike Coca-Cola, Pepsi's beat was on the back not of volume increases in sales of both Pepsi products and Fritos corn chips, but on, on primarily price increases. Coke had not only some price increases, but they saw volume increases, not only from, we'll say, retail sales, but also sales at venues where they do have some nice contracts. McDonald's reported also better. McDonald's has hit a new 52-week high. They've been pulling back on the earnings beat as the CEO did state that they were now starting to run into some pushback on 
price increases. How do you have pushback on price increases at McDonald's? People aren't adding to their orders of Big Macs and chicken by adding on French fries, we'll say. So you might see some leveling off in pricing at McDonald's. McDonald's still has McDonald's, Pepsi, and Coca-Cola. They'll still sport close to 3% yields. And even with interest rates high, those are still very competitive. And these companies have had a history of adding to earnings. Oh, we saw good numbers even come from local 3M, but they did announce some cutbacks as they particularly concentrate on some of the faster growing areas of their business. Tonight being Tuesday night, earnings coming from Microsoft and Google. Google's going to be, I'm not going to say in a world of hurt, but Google's going to be or could be hit with downs with advertising. Microsoft could see some sluggishness in their Azure cloud cloud business. I think analysts with Microsoft are going to want to hear more about artificial intelligence. Me, I still stick with my asset allocation model in these very interesting times of keeping up to 30% in cash. The balance invested in areas that I have focused in on, companies involved in the internet, companies involved in leisure, China-related businesses, and real assets such as real estate. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.